Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wisdom Wisdom Wednesday. You know, I realized that there was an episode that we did where it wasn't this and it captured the computer mic. Ooh. I, I need to be more aware of this mm. situation because it's so interesting how machines and technology is so smart. You would think that, at least in my mind, I think, yeah, like it figure it out. My settings. Yeah. <laughs> it should know when I jump into Zoom that I like to use my focus yes. right. <laughs> Yeah. So I feel like I say this all the time because it feels accurate to me. You Mm -hmm. all may or may not know that we record these pretty in advance. So sometimes our real life updates are not, (laughs) they're a little bit past tense, but I think we're getting closer and closer to the actual full date. Right? Yeah, lately we've been we've been pretty much real time. Okay, updates. that's great. That's good yeah. to know. I think people really appreciate the real time leanness of our Wisdom Wednesday episode drops. Yeah, because you know, culturally what's going on in the world. Yes. I mean, we just recently talked about the trial. We talked about yes. some fun Netflix shows. We had some emails about the trial, but oh, I don't know that I want to fully get into that right now. <laughs> I'll I'll, no, tell you, I'll share to. a couple maybe. But okay. one of the things, oh, no, there's two, a couple of things. Both of you and I recently got back from a week-long trip. I went to New Mexico and you went to Mexico. Yes. And I, I wanted to just hear how it was. Tell us a little bit about your trip. Oh, well, my family is, my other half's family is from Mexico. So we always meet, we've done this for six years in a row now. This is our sixth year. We'll meet in Sayulita, which is outside of Puerto Vallarta. It's a cute little town. It's very charming. It's walkable. It's right on the ocean. It's very artisanal. So my sister-in-law and my father-in-law, they take a bus and my nephew, my husband and I, we fly down there and we just basically, it's like a week of playing cards. We love to play cards. I learned a new game this time. (gasps) We played Frisbee, we throw the football, we eat really good food. My father-in-law bought us a mocajete, oh, and he taught yes. me how to make actual mocajete. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. And just, you know, all the food, all the food is just so yeah, amazing. all the food. Did you have a good time? Oh, it was so fun. Yes, it was so fun. We had a really good time. And I think I might be allergic to one of the fruits, so that was kind of a bummer, but... I mean, did it happen? <laughs> you, She was just... Tessa was just talking about this before we came on, but you said it was mango, maybe? I think it might be mango, yeah. Or maybe pineapple. I know if I eat too much, and I think this is true for a lot of people because it's so acidic. Acidic, yeah. If you eat too much pineapple, your mouth kind of feels like a giant Mm -hmm. cold sore on the inside or caper sore. In this case, it's like this rash all over my lips, and that was very unfortunate and just uncomfortable, but... 
I mean, that's like the worst of it. Otherwise, it was a blast and just, you know, that side of the family only get to see like once a year. So, oh, well, that's, well, I'm glad you got to see them and spend some time with them. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a blast. And beautiful location, I'm sure. Interestingly enough, I'm very similar to you. I I can't actually, I don't even like pineapple because, not Mm. because I don't like it, it's delicious, but I feel like it, the acidity wears away at the enamel on my teeth. So it makes my teeth really sensitive if I eat it a lot. Yeah. Mango is the same for me. So I, I, I find that I avoid it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you're smart to do that. I, <laughs> it's like, I forget. And every year this happens, my sister-in-law was like, que onda contigo, Tessa? Something like this is always <laughs> happening with your skin. <laughs> She's like, when are you going to learn your lesson? Oh my goodness. Um, that's funny. And it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. I guess I need to do. I need to go to Mexico more often. So yeah, you just need to you just need to condition yourself. That's that's the remedy. Something's not working. Just keep doing it until it starts working somehow. Right. That's the wisdom for today. So I was in New Mexico. I went on a writing holiday. There's this program that I'm working on right now, and I wanted to finish my my book proposal for book number two, which I did absolutely did not finish, but that was the intention. So I, I went to Santa Fe, New Mexico. I have uh, Tracy Stanley, dear friend, and two other dear friends moved to Santa Fe during the pandemic, and I have just been following them and seeing all this idyllic sunrises and sunsets and full moons. And I just felt so compelled to visit this place. And I hear a lot of good things about it. Historically too, it's, I believe, the oldest capital in the United States. The little plaza is historic Mm -hmm. and it's all adobe. It's really beautiful. And so I thought, oh, also our dear friend Jensen Cheryl lives there. So I'm like, you know what? I need to tune into some of this energy, this creative energy. I want to see what it's all about. And so I went and what I didn't tell you, and and I was communicating with Tessa. I'm, I'm trying to not bother her while she's on vacation, but unfortunately I couldn't not. We're just emailing back and forth. And then she gets an email from me saying, I'm moving hotels. I need to go to a different place and I may end up staying longer. So originally when I had booked the hotel, and this is, I'm going to say it's a trigger warning for anybody who is not into scary stories. I'm about to tell a scary story. So if you're not wanting to hear a scary story, now's a good time to forward this conversation until I'm done telling the story. Okay. So I don't know about all of you or even you, Tess. I'm very sensitive to energy, like super hyper, hyper sensitive to energy. Anytime I go, I've always been this way since I was a little kid. And it could be because I learned how to tune into danger at a very young age because I was very hyper vigilant when I was little. You know, we had a lot of chaos around and our house got broken into. Like there's just a lot of feeling of unsafety. And there's also a really acute awareness to energy going into a place and having your spidey senses go off. Like this is not a good place or I just don't feel comfortable here. I feel like somebody's watching me. So 
I've traveled all across, I've traveled all over the world, but I've traveled across the country. I've gone from the East Coast down to the West Coast, North, South. I've been to a lot of places, slept in a lot of hotels, slept in a lot of Airbnbs. And I can tell you the places that gave me the heebie-jeebies. And, you know, I, I try to not put myself into the frequency of being approximate or in the proximity of anything that's going to freak me out, right? It's just like, who wants to be in that energy? And most of the time, I don't function my life from that state of fear. However, I do tune in. And if a place doesn't resonate with me, I will find another place to go. So this is sort of an encouraging moment for those of you out there who try to talk yourself out of leaving a situation where you intuitively know that something's not right. So that's a lot of context for the story. So when I was looking for a place to stay, all I did, I Googled best resorts in Santa Fe. And, you know, there was a list and obviously arranged the right price because, you know, I was like being conscious of the finances. And I found this place that looked super cute. It was very cozy. It looked very historic. It was beautifully lit, great courtyard. I mean, I had rooms called the Cozy Artist Room, you know, studio, Cozy Artist Studio and things like this. And I said, that is the spot. I'm going to book it. And I did. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I message, hopefully, like, Rebecca, if you're listening to this, you're going to laugh at this story because it was actually an email I got from one of our dear friends of the podcast, listeners of the show, and part of our community. She emailed and she, because she lives in New Mexico, and she said, Oh, that's really great. You're staying at, I don't know if I should say the name of the place or not, but I'm sure you can look it up. It's very easy to do. And with everything that I'm telling you right now, all you have to do is Google some of the keywords I'm about to tell you and you can figure out where it was. So she said, oh, you're staying at this place. And she said, I had an encounter there with the woman that, and she said the woman's name and the last name that haunts it. I'll have to tell you about it. And then that... I was like, no, like, don't tell me that. I don't want to know. But I was glad that she said it because it was like, oh, okay, this place is haunted. And I mean, it's a historic town. Most of it's going to be haunted if you believe in that kind of thing. And I absolutely do. Mm -hmm. So I go and I kind of let that leave my energetic field Mm -hmm. and I'm getting ready to fly out to Albuquerque and then drive to Santa Fe. So I rented a car and did all that. And it's funny because the day I was flying out, I was having all of this anxiety all of a sudden. Like I just was feeling some type of way. And this is very unusual for me because I travel or even back in the day, I've traveled as often as I have. And I just, I felt very... Yeah, anxious. And sometimes I do, even this many years later, when I fly, I I do get that little bit of, (laughs) this might be the one that goes down, you know? And if it, right? So I always think of that 50 cent quote where he says, pray or worry, don't do both. Mm, And then, right? So usually that quells my anxiety and I'm like, okay, like, I told everybody that I love them. Whatever happens on this flight is meant to happen. And hopefully it's quick. So, (laughs) 
So anyway, I was thinking it was that. And, you know, I was just kind of feeling this energy. Get to Albuquerque after a debacle with the airline and delays and all of these really odd things that I'm not going to get into. I get the car and I'm doing this drive from Albuquerque to Santa Fe, which is about an hour and Mm -hmm. it's dark and I'm by myself. (laughs) And the highway speed limit is like 75 miles per hour. I'm in LA. So usually I'm not used to driving fast because we're in traffic most of the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to maintain the speed limit and I get to the place. And the minute I pull in, the minute I make that turn into that driveway, I just knew I wasn't going to stay there. Mm. Like, I was just like, no, this is, this is not, I'm not staying here. This is not the place I'm going to stay. And then I, I thought, you know, talk to myself, Rosie, you're just tired. You're just how we do, right? You talk yourself out of your intuition. You talk yourself through something to force yourself to not be air quotes unreasonable or to be dramatic or to be in crisis or whatever. So again, I I do this self-talk thing where I'm talking myself off a ledge and I pull in and and I get out and I'm like, it's fine. It's late. You're tired. Just go in, get check into your room. So I go to the front desk and they're very lovely at the front desk. The woman checks me in and she goes, oh, we put you on the end at the other end of our property where it's quiet since you're going to be here for a week. And I said, oh, okay, that's nice. So I get my little roller, little rolly away bag. And then I just make my trek all the way to the other end of the property. And it's dark, like really dark. So let me pause here and tell you that my, I really believe that you have to sort of, what is this? Like court your creativity. You have to woo her. You have Mm -hmm. to treat her in a way that you would treat a friend. You know, you have to understand what your creativity needs and desires. If she likes a routine, if she likes things to be quiet, if she likes to hear music, if she likes something well lit, if she likes a fireplace, like whatever it is that your creativity loves and desires, you need to make it very accommodating for her to want to become your muse, right? Mm -hmm. That's my thought process. That's how I utilize my creative. That's how I love to write. And so I get to this room and I open the door and it's a little creepy, you know, it's late at night. And as a city person, I'm used to sirens and loud and people and cars racing, you know, just like the random cacophony of a busy metropolis. Mm -hmm. And I get to this place, I open the door and instantly I just felt this in my chest, like, this energy. And I instantly walked, I didn't even bring my bags into the room. Like I walked straight to the phone and I called the front desk and I'm like, can I move my room please? And here's the thing. This is where it gets a little, again, hopefully you're not listening to this if you get creeped out. There was one tiny little desk and the window, it was a tiny window and I opened it and it faced a wall. So I'm a person that needs well-lit environment to be able to be creative, right? Mm -hmm. Do you? I mean, I really enjoy having a well-lit space. 
Yeah, especially a window that opens to a wall. I think I would feel a little claustrophobic by that. Yes. So then I go and I look into the bathroom and there's a long mirror, a full body mirror. And then there's the mirror above the sink and they face each other. And for any of you who are into ghost hunting or watch ghost adventures like I do or any of these paranormal shows, you know that two mirrors facing each other create... I think it's called like a psychomantium or something, but it was a myth that was popularized by a 92 film that's reported sightings of scary figures as well as more variations in the specific film. But the whole myth is if you face two mirrors towards each other in a dark room, the legend says that you create a ghost portal through which spirits can enter. Right. So even for me, <laughs> she's so freaked out. <laughs> even even for me as a child, you never face two mirrors towards each other. Like it's not very good feng shui. Like okay, it just yeah. energetically it does create a portal. So I just and my grandmother's really into all these like all this folklore and all these myths. And so I just knew that that was not a good energy. And so that the minute I walked into there and I felt the energy of the place, I'm like, nope, like not for me. I'm out. So I called the front desk and they said, yeah, we can move you closer to the main house. Just come up to the front desk. And she said, it's closer to the courtyard. There's better lighting in there. So I said, great. I walked to the front desk. They give me the new keys. And all I said was, just put me in a room that's not haunted. <laughs> and she looks at me dead in the face and says, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Oh my gosh. What right. happened in your body? Did you I get the chills? I instantly just, my blood rushed all the way down to my feet. I just oh. felt this anxiety. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she goes, no, like, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but there are ghosts here. And we have had people leave in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Why is and say so, that? So there is this Ugh. woman that haunts the place. And I was about to say her name, but then you figure out like where it's in the upstairs area. Apparently that's where she haunts the place. And she said, and then she's like, oh, here, you can read the history. And I'm like, nope, like, do not give me that pamphlet. I'm not interested. I'm not here to learn about any of that. I don't want to be bothered by any ghosts. Like I'm here to be creative. This is not really the energy that I'm wanting to perpetuate at the moment. Yeah. And so she was just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. I just don't want to know. I just don't want to hear about it. So then she does end up slipping the pamphlet with my keys and with my stuff. And I realized I just grabbed, you know, what she had given me. And I walk back to my room, which is just right around the corner. And I open the door. And the minute that I open the door, I see this image of like, to me, it looked like a, you know, a car, like a cardboard cutout. Do you remember mm -hmm. those old movie cardboard cutouts? Yeah. That would just stand oh, yeah. in the movie theater. Uh-huh. It looked like a old historic, like woman cut out of a woman in the corner, like just standing there, which I thought was kind of random, like weird, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of glance over there and I see it in the corner right by the fireplace. I open the door and then I go in. I needed to use the restroom. So I go and I, I use the restroom real quick. I come back out and I was like, yeah, that's weird. I wanted to see what that was. And I go and whatever I saw wasn't there anymore. Oh my gosh, my heart's pounding right now. 
<laughs> we should put a trigger warning at the beginning of this Wisdom Wednesday. It's like, this is a scary story, Wisdom Wednesday, okay? So, so then at that point, I'm like, I should have, this is a lesson to listen to your intuition, my people, my beloveds. Listen to your intuition, trust your intuition. So I, again, went into, it's funny because I didn't get scared at that point because I didn't feel like the energy or whatever it was, I tried to science it away. Like I'm like, I'm like, "Mm, my eyes, the reflection, maybe it's just, it was a thing I saw. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't reconcile it. It, it just, so I turned the TV on, which is not something I do when I travel. Typically I might listen to some music. I might put... There are some meditation apps that have music and I like to listen to the sleepy time music. It's really cool. It's sometimes binaural beats. And if I do anything, it's, I play a little bit of that. Tessa, I know you like, you have your sound machine that you go oh, to yeah. sleep to. Somebody stole it on my way back from Mexico. No. <sighs> Side note. Sorry. Go oh ahead. my God. No, Tess. <laughs> I know. I serious? was heartbroken. Oh, I'm so sorry. You love that thing. That's your, that's your it's like my binky. travel buddy. Yeah, it's yeah. my binky. It's your binky. <laughs> Luckily, I can easily replace it, but go oh ahead. Oh my God. No, that's good. That's good. No, we need a little bit of a break. I think we're getting really intense and there's a, just a little bit more and then the story is concluded. But I think we all need a good binky. I still have my binky yeah. from when I was little. <laughs> I had a soft, I called it a softy. It was this piece of red. I think it was like my mom's t-shirt that... I sucked my thumb until I was five years old, and I would rub it against the top of my lip. (gasps) And my neighborhood childhood friend hid it from me to get me to stop sucking my thumb. And it worked. But man, that was devastating. Oh my God, that is adorable. But so (laughs) sad. Oh my God. You were probably so devastated. Yeah, it's true. I've always been a huge fan of flats. Give me a good flat, a comfortable flat any day, and I'm a happy camper. The issue that I always encountered was that the flats that I would get were always a little too stiff and they didn't really feel comfortable. Like I didn't feel like I could walk in them and sometimes you have to wear them in a little bit, but that's not the case with Rothy's. Rothy's are the perfect shoes for commuting and traveling and everybody notices them. They're known for their very chic pointed toe flats, but they're just the most versatile shoe. I can wear them with my yoga pants. I can wear them with a nicer outfit if I'm doing a speaking engagement and I'm always getting compliments on them. Did I mention how comfortable they are? They feel like my at-home slippers. They're super comfy and the best part is that Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. All their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. They've repurposed around 125 million water bottles so far. And I know you've heard me say the story before about how when we were in Miami, Tessa and I were walking around and my beet juice spilled on my Rothy's and I put them in the washer and they came out just like new. Your favorite new shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get 20% off of your purchase at rothys.com forward slash loved. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com forward slash loved for $20 off of your first order. Rothys.com forward slash loved. When you look at your hair, are you 100% happy? 
For years, I've tried every product under the sun, hoping that each would improve my hair health somehow and help me achieve my hair goals. I always wanted to have thicker and fuller hair and I've done the whole extensions thing and I just don't like to have things glued or clipped into my head. I just want to be able to have my own hair grow. Thanks to Vegamore, not only am I finally seeing results, but I'm finally getting the hair I've always wanted. Vegamore has transformed my hair. Their holistic approach to hair health uses smart botanicals that promote visibly thicker, fuller, and longer looking hair. With the help from Vegamore, you can get healthy, beautiful looking hair without the use of harmful chemicals. All their products are cruelty free and never contain parabens or hormones. Vegamore has something for everyone looking to improve their hair health. The Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit works together to create visibly thicker hair and improve hair from the roots. Just massage the shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds and then follow up with the conditioner. It's that simple. Having Vegamore as my go-to shampoo and conditioner is a game changer for my overall hair health. The quality of the Vegamore products are so good and the Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit is so easy to use. I don't even have to think about doing anything. I just wash my hair, I condition it with the Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner and I am good to go. With Vegamore, there's no risk when trying because they have a 90 day money back guarantee. But with 91% of the customers saying they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months, you won't want to run out. Get the hair you've always wanted with Vegamore. Go to vegamore.com forward slash loved and use the promo code love to save 20% off of your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com forward slash loved and use the promo code loved to save 20% off of your first order. Vegamore.com forward slash loved. Use the promo code loved to save 20% off vegamore.com forward slash loved and use the promo code loved. No, I think it's important for us. I'm going to go into the Buddhist sentiment where it's important to release the attachment, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, this is my absolute favorite. There's a whole nother story. Maybe I'll tell the story of my Herod's mug another time, but this was a very, very good lesson in my life of having something that you absolutely love break you know, and what does that do and the release of that. So I think that that's really good to know. But going back to trusting your intuition. So it didn't, I think I went into my mind and I convinced myself that I was fine, that it was an optical illusion of some sort, that it was just my imagination. I must've just, and I'm really, like I said, I'm very in tune. I was like, just don't let it bother you. I turned the TV on. I knew I was going to leave. I knew it so much that I didn't even unpack anything. I went to bed in my airport clothes, full on. I didn't even unpack my toothbrush, like my facial stuff. Everything was just left. I walked in, I left everything where it was. I just went under the blankets and I said, just go to sleep, wake up in the morning and you're going to move. I knew I was going to leave, but I also didn't want to leave in the middle of the night. Maybe after this woman said, Everybody leaves in the middle of the night because I could see myself doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I said, no, I convinced myself. So I didn't sleep and I was awake pretty much all night. But when I did happen to nod off, I started to have these gnarly nightmares. And again, trigger warning. It was so scary, Tess. Like in the dream, I was laying in that bed and all these spirits were trying to enter me. 
<sighs> like it was these <sighs> energies they were trying to, and I, and all I wanted to do was wake up and get out of there, like leave. And they're like, no, we don't want you to leave. Like it was just this energy. And I kept, you know, it kept waking me up. And then I had, I used to get sleep paralysis. So I, I wasn't able to, you know, fully wake up or, you know, when you're in your dream and you're having a nightmare, oh God, this is causing so much anxiety. Maybe we yeah. need to like cut this out, but it's like, you know, that energy of trying to wake up and you can't. Yeah. So I finally just woke up, not woke up, but I kind of nodded off maybe two other times. My aura app was like, my score was the lowest it's ever been ever. Mm -hmm. Obviously I didn't get any sleep and my readiness score was really low because I was not well rested. And it was about 5.30 AM and I just, I sat up and I did a short, very short practice and I got on my computer and I found a new place to stay Mm. and I left and I checked out and I went to the front desk and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm checking out. And the girl was like, oh no, you're leaving, you know? And I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, why wouldn't you just say like, oh, okay, no worries. Like, is every, was everything okay? Or, you know, at that point you just, you say no and you just leave. But it was just sort of the energy that was there. It was almost like all of the staff there, the people were so used to people leaving that Mm -hmm. there was this energetic sense of disappointment. And maybe that's what I was picking up on. So Mm -hmm. anyway, after all of that, my nervous system was completely shot and I found a hotel maybe 15 minutes away that was epic. And then it was amazing. So, and I had a great time. So Lesson of the story, moral of the story is trust your intuition. You may be picking up on some energy that is maybe not yours. And you have to really trust yourself because your sanity, your energy is so much more important than being polite or being nice or doing the right thing. I think it's most of the time we talk ourselves out of doing what we feel is best for ourselves, that we begin to lose our sense of autonomy, our own sense of self-regulation. We need to be able to learn how to do what we need to do, make the decisions that we need to do that are going to serve our highest good, that are going to make us feel good, that are going to create a good environment, that are going to make us feel safe and creative and connected. We don't have to sacrifice because for lack of being rude or feeling like, oh, you don't want somebody to think that you're scared or whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, it's so true. I mean, I, I think... I resonate with that so much. I do it all the time. I th- I will see things out of the corner of my eye. It'll feel like a flash or um, a movement. Maybe I think, oh, I just saw an animal. And then I look again and nothing's there. And I talk myself out of that all the time. And then I always question, well, why do I have issue tapping creativity? Why do I have issue tapping intuition? Why can't I hear that voice? Well, I poo-poo it all the time. Of course, yeah. it's not going to be loud enough. Of course, I'm not going to trust it. So I'm curious, though, as as I was listening to you tell the story and you talked about that first initial intuition of driving into the driveway of the first hotel when you knew that you weren't going to stay there, my question is, was that sensation 
located somewhere in particular in the body? Or was that knowing accompanied by some sort of somatic experience, whether it be like you got the chills or your heart was beating a little bit faster? I think in order to start to learn how to listen to intuition, it helps me to think about, okay, well, how do I know what that intuition is? It's a Mm -hmm. somatic experience. Can I drop into the body a little bit? And does it live somewhere within me? What does it feel like for you? I think that it's a great question. I can speak to it for myself. And I know that other people I've asked this question to, it really depends on your sense. It's like when we do meditation, some people can visualize, some people are more tactile learners, you know, they can be more acutely aware of a somatic experience as opposed to something I can create in my in my mind. Mm-hmm. For me, it's definitely a chest tingly, holding my breath, anxious energy where obviously like I've had panic attacks and I, I know what anxiety feels like. So for me, it's that the fear, it's very reminiscent to the fear, even though I may be in an environment where I go into a building or, you know, there was times where Tori and I would do these open house tours on a Sunday just to go house, house hunt and pretend, you know, we'd go into these like million dollar homes and uh, Hollywood or in the Valley and and pretend we'd pretend we'd like just walk in, like if we were really buyers, right. Just Uh to go see these houses and, and, you know, it's a fun, I highly recommend it's, it's such a fun, like Sunday afternoon thing to go do. And we always love to see how people interior design or architecturally design a house and energy and, and things like that. We like to also explore energies of the area. And so there have been moments where him and I have gone to places and we've walked into places and both of us have felt like, no, this mm-hmm. is not a good, this doesn't feel good. There's something energetically wrong. And one of my friends who does interior design, she also does feng shui design and she knows a lot about energy and we've had these conversations with her and she says sometimes it's just the energy is off and a house that might feel energetically off can be simply changed by moving some furniture around. Mm-hmm. Other times the house structure is just bad and she says, and other times they're just haunted. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's mm-hmm. good. But going back to your question, for me, it's a sense. First, it's a somatic experience. It's a physiological experience first. And then it goes to my brain. And then I start to just observe myself and the environment and just tune in to like where I'm being drawn to or if I'm being, I know that I'm, this is the difference and this might be a good sort of tool for people. When I walk into an environment and I feel like I'm being pulled in, like mm-hmm. it feels, invi- I feel like I'm being drawn to go in further I know that the energy is good. It feels welcoming. It feels I'm drawn to it. Mm -hmm. When the energy doesn't feel good, I'm repelled by it. Mm -hmm. I feel like my physiology even shrinks. My shoulders go down or I cross my arms or I feel like I need to protect myself. And although I may still have to go into a room or go into a space where I feel this aversion my physical body still recoils and I still have the sense of I need to protect myself. Mm -hmm. 
as opposed to going into an environment that feels good and you just go in and your heart's open and you're leading with your chest and it just feels better. So I hope that answers the question. How, how does it feel for you? It does answer the question. Thank you. You said something really key. I think it's different for all of us and it's even different for me depending on the experience. And as I think about what it's usually like for me, I think it also starts in my rib cage, chest. Oh, I think what I notice first is that, yeah, I'm not breathing. My breath is probably like feeling like it's stuck in my neck. I might be mm-hmm. clenching my jaw. The telltale sign, usually it's like I'm getting a headache. Mm. Shoulders are like up in my ears. So it's a lot of really, I feel very like this, just a head, and I can't feel my body necessarily. So, yeah, it's it's very, I don't know if that's more disassociated or... It's just like disembodied, I think. It just yeah. feels a little bit more, ana- think about it, it, it's more analytical. Exactly. You yeah. go into the analyzing brain, which a lot of us do. Most of us actually go into this place of analyzing. And that's this, I would say that it's the same for me. I get that sense of anxiety in my chest. I get a little bit of the tingly fear, recoil, and then I go into my brain and I, and it's so crazy. We all do this. We start to gaslight ourselves yeah, out of feeling what we're feeling. And I think that's the biggest problem when it comes to getting to know our intuition is the same as getting to know our creativity is the same as getting to know our own boundaries. Mm -hmm. We go into the mind and the mind starts to logicize. logicize. I don't know if logicizing is a word, but it's like you try to create logic around what you're feeling. And sometimes the mind begins to gaslight the feeling of the body by saying, oh, you're being unreasonable. Look around, Mm -hmm. everything's fine. There's no ghosts here. Or there's, you know, you can be create. you should be able to be creative anywhere. Like just sit down and write. Like people have written books in, you know, the -hmm. most random places. You can sit at your desk while, you know, your dogs are all around you and you can write, you know. Mm -hmm. I think we convince ourselves that we don't actually need something. Mm-hmm. When in fact, if you don't allow yourself to explore and get to know what it is that you actually need, you might not be able to produce what you want. You might not be able to create what you want if you're not even giving yourself the opportunity to feed that part of you that needs to be fed. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I just, I love that you picked yourself up and took yourself to a place like New Mexico, which Yes, I've also heard ghost stories, but I've also heard just as many stories about the creativity, the magic, the artisanal mm-hmm. community, all of that creative energy. Yes. I mean, you just took yourself right into yes. it. So here's the positive side to that that I want to speak to. I definitely will be going back. I liked it. I liked it that much. I didn't get as much work as I needed to do. I think that my I, it took me a while to acclimate to mm-hmm. my environment. I loved where I stayed. The staff was amazing. The location was beautiful. The weather was perfect. I had a little fireplace in my room. So I kept lighting and it was cool and and crisp enough that I could light a fire. And, you know, it's summer here. Obviously it's like in LA right now, it's like 90 degrees. It's summer, but it's really nice to be able to have that crisp cold air where you're just like bundled up and you've got the fireplace going and I'm sitting and it's really well lit and I'm on my computer and I'm able to just brainstorm and think about ideas. 
I did not actually get an opportunity to explore Santa Fe. I didn't get to go into any of the galleries. I didn't get to go on any epic hikes. I mean, I I did kind of walk the area where I was staying. But yeah, I want to go back and have the experience. The land, the area is surrounded by these little pueblos. So in New Mexico, they don't call them Native American reservations. They call them pueblos. And so there's all these pueblos around and it's sacred land. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're on sacred land and it's old, you know? So Mm -hmm. even at the place I stayed at, they had, it's funny because people kept volunteering these, these stories or this information that I'm like, I don't want to hear about ghost stories when I'm by myself and Mm -hmm. I'm here alone. Like you do not have to tell, but for some reason, those stories, that information kept volunteering itself to me. So again, for whatever reason, I needed to go into that frequency or perhaps I needed to sort of overcome this fear that I have. Mm. It needed to get worked out, you know, while I was there. But anyway, I'm back and I'm I'm planning on going back. And I just thought it was a really interesting experience. I think I I went looking for something and I found something else, which funny enough happens all the time. Yeah, it definitely does, doesn't it? Have you ever gone with a particular agenda in mind and had that come to fruition though? Because you do have that powerful sense of, I want this to happen, being Mm -hmm. able to manifest that. Yeah. When I was going up to Portland and I was doing, and I was writing the the proposal and I was writing my book, that's where I did it. I, I set, I went, you know, where I stayed Mm-hmm. I had my room and you saw what happened when I didn't have my room. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I needed <laughs> Tessa saw me have mini meltdown <laughs> when I wasn't put in the room that I needed to be put in that had my, I needed a corner view. I needed a view of the river. I needed to be, you know, it's like we need these things and it was, yeah. I mean, so that to answer your question is yes, I have, and and I really do. But that's when I'm super clear on what I want, and so mm-hmm. I think that yeah. for this writing project, one would think just go back and do what worked before. Wife, try and fix what's not broken. I could have gone to Portland this week instead of going to New Mexico, but there's a sense inside of me that I just, I need to find a new place. I think, I think Portland kind of served its purpose for me for what I needed. And I I have a desire to find a new, a new place. And I was hoping that I wasn't hoping anything. I was just, I was open to maybe New Mexico being the place. And I don't know yet whether that's the place or not. I'm going to give it another go and Mm -hmm. see what happens. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and it makes sense, though. I mean, this is a completely different project you're working on. That's all I'll say about it. But I, I, it makes so much sense to go somewhere totally different. Yes, I need new energy. See, I need new energy. Yeah. I need a new space. So, that being said, I'm, I'm. I think that'll conclude our Wisdom Wednesday for today. Uh, is there anything else you want to share, Tess? No, I think I'm good. Yes, thank you for asking. (laughs) As usual, our Wisdom Wednesday agenda took a turn. We didn't actually know that we were going to be talking about this. But, you know, we we just let our creative guide us. That she did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for being here and for listening. And we're excited. Tune in next week. We got some big announcement. Actually, we have one big announcement. We're going to Spain. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. 
That's happening November. Uh, we're doing a retreat there November 11th, 12th through the 18th mm-hmm. of this year. Yes. And we're already at half full capacity and I've only sent two newsletters out. So if you're listening to this and you want to join us in Spain this fall, it's going to be incredible. We're going to be doing some workshops on You Are Radically Loved on my book. We're going to be doing some writing. We're going to be doing some yoga nidra. We're going to be moving our bodies. We're going to be in community. We're going to have some really incredible connection with people and great food, great location. It's a beautiful resort. It's a beautiful space. And I'm excited. So go to radicallyloved.com and click retreats and you'll be able to get more information there. We'll put the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com. <laughs>